Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Takeaways Podcast with me, Alex, from Alex's Kitchen Story. And Emma, if you've got something, go for it. If not, I won't shame you again. <laughs> Emma from, what time is it? The crack of dawn. I can't believe you made me record before midday. It's, I think it's our <laughs> first morning recording we've ever done. And she's not going. She's really not going. She's more of a night owl and I'm a real morning person. So I'm absolutely thrilled that we're recording at this ungodly 10 a.m. hour. <laughs> it's Emma from Sparrow's Far. Thank you. And I've got a real mix of things here as well. Like the got a, a coffee here and a spag bowl for breakfast. Which it's is, actually quite a nutrient-rich way to start the day. It's not what most people would feel like first thing in the morning. I imagine some people would be repulsed. I didn't. I was panicking. You know when you sort of set an alarm and you think you have heaps of time and then I like <laughs> scroll to my phone. I was like, I'll just answer a few messages. I'll just do a bit of this. I'll just respond to a few few friends from overnight. And then... um. I checked my clock and it was 9.45. One of my favourite things ever living overseas is that you wake up to so many notifications from everyone back home in the morning. So fun. I feel like I may have addressed this on one of our episodes already, but I just absolutely love it. And I found when I went home for the holidays, I for summer, New Zealand summer, sorry, um, I would wake up in the morning and just have nothing on my phone because all of our London friends were back in New Zealand as well. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh my god! Like, what's going on? Why have no, why has no one messaged me overnight? It was really depressing. I don't think it happens often because everyone's at home. But waking up to no notifications would—I know—it's so would boring. Really I'm like, oh my god! There's nothing that's happened overnight. Yes, that is an absolute luxury of being over here. Is waking up to a stacked phone. It's my favorite thing. It's so nice. The Ryan. So this is our first recording back since we went live. It is actually. It yeah. is. That's really exciting, isn't it? Has the fame changed you? It has. It's really gone to my head. I don't speak to my housemates anymore. I've got a PA now. <laughs> I've got a PA called Peggy who organises my fan mail. <laughs> no, I wish I had a PA. I would love that. That's like that question we used to run with each other, which was like, with the girls, would you rather have a PA, full-time cleaner and maid, full-time chef or a personal trainer? Wait, what about driver? I want a driver. Oh, sorry, ma'am. You left out my answer. <laughs> okay, what would you have? You'd have I'd a have a driver. I just, I just think having a driver would be so good. It would. Like you'd never have to find a park. You don't have to wait on the side of the road for a taxi. You would just walk out of your house or any shop, restaurant, wherever you are, get in the car and be driven to your destination. But then actually, yeah. I have always very said this to... Girl. Very. I've always said this to my dad and he said that that would be his worst nightmare is having a driver. Like he would prefer to drive than be driven around. Like he thinks that's a horrible idea. So maybe I'd get sick of it and just not have to, not want to always have to contact my driver to tell him where I was, you know, just go get in your car on your time. But no, I think I want the driver. I don't understand what's annoying about it, having to text him and say, hey, Vlad, come get me. I'm on XYZ corner. Vlad. Vlad's the name of the driver and gossip girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I thought you just made up a I Russian it was name. Got some girl thing. <laughs> Russians are known for being drivers, notorious for it. No, I mean maybe you can do whatever you want, Vlad. No, I don't think that that's. I don't think that's a stereotype I was playing into. No, fair enough. Who I knows? It was niche. It's called unconscious bias for a reason. Yes, exactly, exactly. Shall we get to the agenda? Sure. Yes. Would you like to kick us off with what did you have for dinner last night? Was it spaghetti bolognese? And is that why you've got leftovers? 
I was in a bit of a flat this morning and very hungry, obviously was running late because of the aforementioned lying in bed texting. And um, I'm having spag bowl for breakfast, which is possibly controversial, undeniably delicious. Um, Very delicious. A great carby way to start the morning. But quite off-putting to some people, I think. Like, I know a lot of people wouldn't (laughs) be that delighted at the thought of having spag bowl for breakfast. Like, not that it doesn't have nutrients you require to start your day with protein and carbohydrates, but... I'm not sure people would really feel like that first thing in the morning. <laughs> it's look, if I said I was feeling like it, I also didn't feel like a shot, but I had one of those. A shot. I had a shot. I told you my dedication to the pod is undeniable. Like as an alcoholic shot. I had an alcoholic shot. Of I had what? a shot of limoncello <laughs> before this began. <laughs> wow, what an Italian start to the day. Well, my housemate's standing in Italian, and every time he goes home, he brings back a bottle of really nice, like, locals limoncello. That's He's so an nice. So thoughtful, and she's told him how much me and that housemates, like, all love it. So That's so nice. Um, he does it, like, nice. every time. So nice. And it's really good. It's a good, it's a nice vibe. So, yes, I did not want to do that, and I thought, this is a slippery slope, but it's not. I didn't enjoy it. It's, it's nerve-wracking, you know? And also, while we're here, thank you, speaking of being nerve-wracking, thank you so much to everyone who has sent lovely messages everyone's been so lovely and supportive and it it is a scary thing to do so thank you so much to everyone who's been so nice agree i totally ten out of ten. That. it's so it's been so lovely receiving all of your messages and we've even had a couple of people um submit things that they want to be discussed which i've added to our list for today so we absolutely love hearing topics you guys want us to cover um or any letters or anything you'd like to send so please keep sending them in just anything it's really nice. Okay, so it's bag bowl this morning, but last night, unfortunately, okay, I don't know what's going on with me this week. I have never, ever forgotten my keys in my life. Like, I always have them. It's just like the last thing before you leave the house. I, I've I've been locked out thrice this week. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I got locked out again. I've been to the pub, came home, and yes, there was no one here. So I just went and got myself, I've been trying to save money and not eat out, but I went and got myself... Um, have you been to Beer and Burger Store? No, but I have heard of it. Is it just up the road from you? Yeah, there's one up the road from me here and there's one up the road from me where I used to live in Dalston oh. and where I'm going back to. It is, and I would know, I've sampled the goods across London. It is the best fried chicken burger, apart from Butchies, that I've had in London. It is unbelievable. So last month they were doing this like jalapeno jam one. This month it's like a buffalo burger, buffalo um, sauce. Oh my God, it's so good. Anyway, so I went and got that and the poutine. And that was my dinner. Yum. That sounds absolutely delicious. Was your dinner? My dinner, I actually made last night a one-pot aubergine parmigiana lasagna type thing. It was like tin tomatoes, aubergine, onion, garlic, basil. I kind of like fried the aubergine off but in the main pot. And then I broke up some lasagna sheets, put that in with red wine, water and the tinted tomatoes that I mentioned, and then just put the lid on and it kind of created this like one pot pastry kind of thing. Lasagna, yum. Yeah, like I called it a lasagna, but of course I got called out in the comments to say that it's not a lasagna. So now I feel really embarrassed about calling it that and I'm reluctant <laughs> to call it a lasagna. <laughs> So many regrets. But it was really, really delicious. And I loved it. And I'm thrilled that I. You know what? I've heard someone ask, can you please 
get a segment in where Alex reads out the unhinged messages she gets from her fans. <laughs> Do you know, I actually don't get that many. Like, most people that follow me, thank God, are so nice to me and so lovely. And it's not a particularly um, contentious page. You know, food's just quite simple <laughs> and straightforward. Um, yeah, so I actually don't get that much like unkind or weird comments but yes we could if I get something I will I will try and mention it on here just for the lols yeah shame them you know make them question (laughs) whether they should ask you those questions and stuff name and shame read out their handle (laughs) I hate that when a celebrity is like oh this is like a message I got and then they don't say who sent it it's like I know but imagine the abuse that that person could get yes true people are psychos like it could be very vile yeah, actually, sure. If, like, Taylor Swift said something or, like, Beyonce, who have got the two strongest fan bases on the planet, and rightly so, if one of them put something up, that person would, I reckon, probably not only get death threats, but get death. Yeah. Like, actually I think it get- could be very risky. Very, very risky. I do often have those similar thoughts when people put it up, and I'm like, damn, I wish I knew who it was just so that I could go and stalk them. Not that I'm going to go and death threat them. But- <laughs> Death threat as a verb. <laughs> did you death threat him? Yeah, I did. He deserved it. He totally deserved it. But yeah, I, I would like to, I just want to go and like stalk them and have a look at them and be like, oh, she's an unhappy yeah, girl. She's not very nice. Speaking of food, who would you like to have for dinner this week? So this was a, a bit of an on the buzzer last minute entry that I thought of while I was brushing my tufts scrubbing fangs this morning the love of my life and I'm like I don't know why I haven't put him up before he is the top of my hall pass list Andy Samberg oh you love him come to dinner so that I can whisk you no he's married I I, I I'm facetious he's married to a harpist who's that oh as in the instrument I thought you meant like the last name was harp <laughs> <laughs> harper or harpist <laughs> I was like oh they sound like an infamous family a harpist yeah, no, he's married to a Hadid. He's married to a harpist. No, he's married to a classically trained harpist. Well, she's obviously very bright because people who can play musical instruments are usually quite intelligent, but gosh. They're absolute a weapons, harpist. yeah. He's, his character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine is married to someone who is like very like straight, straight and narrow. Some would say boring, a little anally retentive, and I'm like, maybe that's his type. Mm. So I'm probably not for him. Did he help create Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It's very much his comedy, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, it's his, yeah, his baby, his vehicle kind of thing. When I went to Seth Meyers, the talk show yeah. is also on my whole pass list. In New York, I asked, I took questions from the audience, and I asked him, who is the funniest, like most naturally funny person you've ever met? And he said, Andy Samberg. That's a great question. Yeah. That's so funny. And I thought, God, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Like, he's just so, he's so chat. Anyway, I'll have him over for dinner. I obviously... We'll keep everything above board. Play into his strength. If he type. falls in love with me by accident, I'll have a really slick back ponytail <laughs> and I'll talk about, I don't know, like crosswords. Dress as the founding father. Yeah. <laughs> I love those things. Same. When I wear a low ponytail, I look like a founding father or <laughs> a young man ready to die for my country. <laughs> oh, good. I always feel 
personally insulted by those memes because I wear a ponytail so much. I'm like, oh no, I really, really need to put more effort into my hair. Do you know, the pony has nothing to do with whether it looks good or bad. I just, <laughs> I love having my hair off my face and I'm, I can never be bothered doing anything with it. So if it's a bit dirty, to the pony we go. It's <laughs> You're lucky. You've got a really nice bone structure. You suit, like you could wear a slick back pony to a wedding. I, I don't know if it's like shaking my skull or something. I don't know. There's a reason I have a bob that I cannot tie up. That's the brief to the hairdresser. <laughs> I do not suit my hair back. Make it impossible for me to be lazy and tie my hair back. That's probably what I should do. Actually, if I had a bob again, I, I remember one time when I was much younger and I was obsessed with Madeline, the, um, the books and the movie, like completely obsessed with it. And so I went to the hairdresser and got my hair cut in like the shortest bob possible to try and look like Madeline. Oh no. And because my hair is naturally just so massive and curly, it was just like this huge <laughs> triangle that came off my face. I was delighted with it. I thought I looked phenomenal. But in the photos, when I reflect back on it, I'm like, oh my God, how did my mum let that happen? Surely she was like, no shorter, no shorter. I think we might have gone back twice because it like wasn't Madeline enough the first time. I'm sorry, describing your hair is not curly but <laughs> massive. That is so funny to me. <laughs> it's particularly big at the moment because I'm pregnant. So it's like I'm all the hair that I would have lost, I'm retaining. And like when I wash it now, because you know how your hair on the first day that you wash it, it's always like the biggest and the fluffiest. I it literally looks huge like if I catch my reflection or go to take a selfie I'm like oh my god my face looks so small with all this hair coming out around it you're haggard looking bit literally literally fucking funny (laughs) you do have such a cute little face too and then there's just this like flower wall full of hair surrounding like it's alive it looks like some sort of evil witch from the underworld who are you having for dinner So I have actually gone a little closer to home than you. Well, closer in the sense that she's a Kiwi and she also lives in Paris. Um, Hannah O'Neill. Who's that? She is a ballerina and she dances for the Paris Ballet or the French Ballet. I'm not sure actually what it's called. But she's a Kiwi from Auckland. Wow. I've been following her on Instagram for years. I actually think she might follow me back because we've occasionally messaged from time to time. And I just love when she posts it's not that frequent but when she does I'm delighted because I love seeing her ballet right there I love seeing her tutus um I just think she seems like a really nice person and she's obviously so accomplished and has done so well as a Kiwi to be able to go and dance in Paris for a living like is incredible incredible. so very exciting for her very amazing for her I should say she's been doing it for years so it's probably not that exciting anymore but I imagine it was when she (laughs) first got the news (laughs) oh that's phenomenal so I would like to have her round maybe she could catch the Eurostar over I imagine (laughs) let's get to the logistics (laughs) let's get to the nitty-gritty she could stay the night. Uh, I'd have her stay the night because I don't want her to have to go there and back in a night. You Generous. Know? And yeah, I'd just love to hear all about her dancing, how she did it, what it's like living in Paris, what it's like being a full-time ballerina. I just think she'd be fascinating and lovely. Oh, I love that. Can I come to dinner? Yeah, you can. You can. You can come meet Andy. I think Sa- Sam, I'll send Sam, Alex's husband, can Sam can come meet Andy. He, I think he would he really enjoy his would sense would literally not recover. He'd be so excited if you had Andy Sam. <laughs> he wouldn't be. He wouldn't even need an invite. He'd be there knocking down the door. You need to invite our other friend who's a ballerina to your dinner as well. Yes, true. She'd love it. She would love it. I imagine she'd probably have 
quite a strict diet being a ballerina, so I'd have to really think about what I could make her. I haven't thought that far through. It's okay, neither have I. I'd have to do some research on what ballerinas are allowed to eat because from my understanding, they have to stay small so they can be lifted. Uh, It sounds toxic when you put it like that, but I understand why. I know, but nobody can throw a chunky ballerina, you know? (laughs) Like Those men are strong, but still. (laughs) Yeah, how much can you bench? No one will be throwing... (laughs) Me, put it that way. (laughs) No one will be throwing this chunky (laughs) non-ballerina. They'd be like, we simply cannot lift you. There's no amount of bicep curls in the world that would permit the throwing of that. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I'm looking at, um, I want to go, if anyone's been, please tell me if it's worth it. I want to book tickets to the Nutcracker Ballet in December. Oh, yes. In London. That would be amazing. I did see your message on that and I haven't responded because I just don't think I can commit to something like that at this point. Yes, you will have a small child. But yeah. do you know what I've been getting into? I know this isn't one of our segments. It's like, we list, you know, you say, what have you been watching and reading? But I have been listening to, I got one of his songs stuck in my head yesterday, or the day before, and I have been absolutely thrashing Tchaikovsky, specifically the Nutcracker Ballet. Like, that's why I, I posted that message. It is so catchy. As in the music. Yeah, it's like this, I don't know if they're called symphonies or what they're called, but it's the one that's like... um, The composer. The composer. It's the the one that's like... uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to deafen our few listeners. The few listeners that we have, I don't want them to lose the power of hearing because I want them to keep listening. But, you know, it's one of his suites and it absolutely slaps. Can you imagine (laughs) the reception that would have happened in like the 1800s or whenever he lived? And he's like, I'm dropping a new banger. And people would have just been losing their fucking minds. You'd imagine it would be so good. It would have only been a select few because they would have had to go and hear it live. Yeah, but they would yeah, have been like, they would have been I reckon like losing sprinting it. Sprinting around the room with excitement. <laughs> You'd get a new song every like six to eight working days, working months. Months. Jesus Christ. Months. The speed at which we consume content would blow their minds. Like... Their lives must have been so slow. Like, their entertainment would have been, oh, just dire. Like, I honestly couldn't do it. Well, you'd go to the opera every every few months. If you were rich. If you were very wealthy. I aspire that should I have lived in yesteryear, it would have been, <laughs> I would have been going to the opera, obviously. <laughs> you would have been a peasant. Uh, <laughs> a lowly milkmaid. Oh, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I would have, I would have been, I would have been, fuck, I'm descended from like potato farmers or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, I would have been a peasant. Although there is my great, great, great granddad who moved to New Zealand from England. He was married to, it was quite a family scandal. His wife was born out of wedlock. Her name was Emma. I'm named for her. Oh, that's so cool. She was born on a reservation out of wedlock. So her dad had an affair with a Native American woman. Wow. They married her off to an Englishman, shipped her to New Zealand because it was a scandal. Wow. Um, but he moved to, so I'm 164th Native American. Thank you. That's why I I tan up so well in the summer. <laughs> he brought, allegedly, this is according to my grandma. She could have been <laughs> fucking with me. He brought the first cows to the North Island and the first sheep to Auckland. And he used to take a bottle of milk to the Governor General every morning. Wow. Allegedly. That's actually a really cool story. That's really cool. 
I actually have quite a good story about my um, ancestors as well. Well, my mum's grandma, she was from quite a wealthy family in London and she fell in love with her Welsh groundskeeper, I think he was. And her parents said, if you marry him, we'll cut you out of the will. And so they escaped and ran away to New Zealand on a boat. Really young. Oh, my God. And did they stay together? Yeah, lived happily ever after. Apparently she was a very grumpy woman, so maybe she had regrets. <laughs> I could have been rich. Stuart, come pick up your fucking dirty socks off the ground. <laughs> I could have been a I could have been a countess. That is a beautiful story. But a really cool story. Really, really cool. Wow, that's a real claim to fame. I know. Fascinating. I've actually always loved that story. It's so fairy tale. It's so fairy tale. It's some Bridgerton like uh, yeah, that's really nice. So what are you watching or reading this week? I've been watching Made and it is it's amazing. Incredible. And people keep saying, it's one of those things where people keep saying, oh, you'd really like it so you don't watch it because you're like, mm-hmm. can't say I've experienced that emotion before. <laughs> what? If someone says I'd really like something, I'd be straight to it. No. It puts you off. It puts me off. It puts me Why? off. It's, it's, I think I've talked about this before. It's kind of like um, it ends with us. Everyone's like, you would love it. And I'm like, ah, it's too much pressure. I probably won't because I'll have super hyped expectations. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The old the old brain, she works in mysterious ways. But I find it mysterious. Very <laughs> mysterious. Sometimes I'm like, do I have ADHD or like am I just a Sagittarius? Like I don't know. <laughs> you know. The latter. I don't like being told what to do. No, neither do I. I hate it. Even though I know they're right. Yeah. And my ther- my therapist was like, because I asked her, I was like, Do we do C B T? And she was like, I'm trying to. I was like, what do you mean? What's CBT? Cognitive behavioral therapy. Probably, I think it's like the most common way. And I was like, what do you mean we try? And she was like, you're, you're pretty resistant to being told what to do. <laughs> she said, she never had someone like you before. Yes. Sorry. Anyway, so I finally watched Made and it was so fucking good. It's amazing, isn't it? I can't deal. Like, I understand whatever. She's a Nepo baby. I do not care. Margaret Qualley is such a good actress. She's amazing. She's amazing. And like her mum is famous, but not crazy famous. And do you know what? I know oh, I've she was pretty crazy famous back in her day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think that takes away from her. She's Her daughter's an incredible actress. Yeah, very and beautiful and obviously a hard worker. A hundred percent. And that's the thing, because I, I hate Nepo babies as much as the next gal. There are so many people with connections who do nothing with them. So I'm kind of like agree. the ones who absolutely agree. And you know how many people are like, his dad's a butcher, so he's a butcher. Or his dad's a doctor, so he's a doctor. Like, there's a lot of people like that. If your parent is an actor, I, I think the only issue is when they pretend, like like Kendall Jenner saying, I took my last name off my modeling card so no one knew who I was. So actually, I worked my way up from the bottom just like everyone else. That is a verbatim quote. Get a fucking grip. Anyway. Just be gracious and grateful. Yeah. Just be grateful. I honest, I don't have any issue with Nepo babies at all. I think you're a modern, moral like, if you do Are you do honestly that. supposed to not work the connections you've been blessed with in this life? What a ridiculous statement. I also think, as you just said, there's so many people with connections that choose to do absolutely nothing. And it, it's incredible that I think so many of these Nepo babies do actually work very, very hard to get to where they are. But just be grateful for your leg up is all exactly. I Exactly. You work hard. You didn't have to work as hard. Like uh, Lily Rose Depp has said similar things. Like I think that she worked really hard. No doubt. But I've also heard 
you know, testimonials, not testimonials, but um, models that you were all in the queue for casting and watched you walk straight past them to the front. Like, yeah, that kind of totally. thing. That's tough. It's tough. Anyway, Maid is phenomenal. It had me looking up volunteer work at like a women's abuse shelter. Like, uh, it, she's, it's just such a good, it's a phenomenal show that shows the realities of, of why. The system. Of the system. And also why you need better benefits for people. Why cutting benefits, you know, when you look at the very micro level at who's using them, there's always going to be abuse. But the people who are using them and need them, it's like that, um, that Republican and she tweeted like, she tweeted, you know, I grew up on food stamps and benefits and I still made something of myself. Like, that's why we should cut them. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. It doesn't make any sense. And she got absolutely ripped out. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like in another one, that woman who said, Have, being a mother was the best choice I ever made. Like abortion should be banned. It's like the best choice you ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. That's so true. You know? Oh, I honestly can't even go down the abortion route. I find it just too infuriating. We yeah, should not touch <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe when I finish my gin. Oh, yeah. I've also got a gin here. <laughs> Sorry. And then I'm reading a Karen Slaughter book. She is, no, she does crime. Who is she? An author. That's all I can tell you. It's often her books are too, a little too gory for me, but she has this main detective called Will Trent, who obviously you're meant to be in love with. Right. And obviously we all are. So you are in love with him? Yes. Will yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And I want to recommend it to, you know, any of our male listeners. I know there's a, there's sort of a general feeling in society that books written by women are for women, but books written by men are. For everyone. A universal a universal experience. I know. I find that so fascinating. Isn't it? It's so common. And, and that Margot Robbie video I sent you last night where she said, Ryan Gosling was the perfect Ken. Not everyone could be directed by a female director. Like there's a lot of big egos in Hollywood. Agree. And it's like, that would never even cross my mind that a guy wouldn't want a female director. Like, Yeah, that's so odd. It's so weird. They should have kept that female director for the idol. It's not getting a second season. Uh-huh. Because we would never think, I don't want a male director. No. Like, it just wouldn't cross my mind no. to think what the sex no. was. But not that does play in for men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. And um, her thrillers are really good, quick, snappy, engrossing. What about you? What are you reading? I'm not reading anything. I know we're meant to be reading that book club book, which seems to be the theme for me every single week. <laughs> if anyone's read it, it's Lessons in Chemistry, I think it's mm-hmm, called. Mm-hmm. But I've had a couple of people tell me they really didn't like it and I just can't bring myself to download it if I'm not going to enjoy it. So I think I'm just not going to bother. Hopefully the owner and creator of our book club is not listening to this episode. I'm really sorry. You know, because he lives, I can't afford to download another book and so I'm not going to finish. <laughs> no, I might actually. I might. I might read it. I might read it. I can lend you. I've got a, I've got a hard copy. Yes, I would actually quite like that. I would quite like that. Um, so, yeah, meant to be reading that, not reading it. Um, and I'm back to watching The Big Bang Theory. I can't remember if I've discussed that or not. You, your comfort show. I know, my absolute fave. I just love those characters so much. And I was watching it last night and... I was cracking up to myself and Sam was like, God, you love this show? And I was like, I love this show. (laughs) I find it so funny. Like, even just thinking about it now, it's just so funny. People give it such a hard time and they really shouldn't. Like, I implore you to go and give it a go. If anyone hasn't. They really shouldn't. (laughs) We've talked about this before, the will they, won't they. You know, the like intrigue of a couple. What is it about human nature that like, 
two people being together is like the the pinnacle. It's biological. It is biological. But so is a lot of stuff we've overcome. But there's something about love. It's also massive in the media. The romance and like the mystique and like Penny and Leonard. Like that is an iconic. I always used to find it really interesting how if you got a visa somewhere, you could bring your partner. And like, I don't find that Why? as intriguing now that I'm married, but I remember being younger. Saving some chocolate, sorry. I remember being younger and thinking, well, if you wanted to go somewhere and like, like why wouldn't you just stay with your partner? Why does your partner have to come with you? Like, it, it's like this, the world, I'm not explaining it very well, but like the world and society just accepts that two people have to be together and will spend their lives together. And so if you have the opportunity to move countries, your partner has to have that same opportunity. And I used to always find that really intriguing. That's so I, true. Like, I'd be like, well, you could just... You can't take your yeah, best you mate. you just go by yourself or you don't go if your partner can't go. But we're like, we're just totally blindingly accepting of the fact that two people must and have to be together and get the mm. same rights. And it's a very traditional biblical thing to be in a romantic yeah. relationship too. I guess it is biological though, because that's how you reproduce. It is biological. Well... Yes, but a lot of people are in non-biological relationships, if you know what I mean. Like, No, I don't. Right, gay people. That's very true, actually. I hadn't actually considered that. But yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, is love yeah. biological? Or like infer- yeah. Or like even just two people having like two people to raise a child. Is that biological? I don't, I actually don't know. Oh my God, I don't know. That is too early for these yeah. questions. Anyway. I'm no, I'm no, no biologist, so I actually wouldn't have the faintest clue. But it's quite interesting. If you're a biologist, please. What would you like to buy this week? Oh God! As per absolutely everything, I have a basket full of makeup products I want. I want to try the Charlotte Tilbury setting spray. I want to get a new Nars Sheer Glow Foundation. I would like to try the Hollywood Flawless Filter Primer by Charlotte Tilbury. And I would also like a new Kiehl's Mud Mask. Look, there's a lot. Everything. I am trying to be so good. And I'm, I'm, but I just have these baskets sitting here hoping for like a generous benefactor to say one day, do you have a basket you'd like me to party? <laughs> Win your basket. Where's my daddy Warbuck? <laughs> um, my sister-in-law, I think I told you this already, has messaged me last night saying she wants your Full skincare routine with a reason and understanding of why you use it and what it's doing next to every single product written out for her. She's like, I'm obsessed with Eva's skincare routine. I would love to do that. Try and stop me, honestly. Like I have, after we spoke about it, I've tried to cut down to a couple of products. Why? Don't take my advice. Your skin is radiant compared to mine. I'm running a dusty op over here. But it was more because I do break out and now I can isolate what it is. Right. Which is, so that's great advice from you. But I'm running a couple of things at the moment that one is the snail mucin. Oh, yes. I still want to get that. And one is this Moira Hyaluronic Acid. That's the one I get um, our friend to bring over from New York when she comes. Oh, right. I got her to bring four bottles last time and she'll be bringing four more (laughs) when she comes in September. It's the best thing I've used on my skin. I've never found hyaluronic acid makes much of a difference for me. But maybe I've just used a bad one. No, with this product, I think it's a blend of things. But I also find that hyaluronic acid, the only one I've ever used, I got a sample of a Dr. Barbara Stern one. And it's, it made my, it, I've never looked better. I remember it fondly. Really? It was like two years ago now, but I've literally never looked better. 
and I went to re- <laughs> I went to buy the full size and it was 280 pounds. Wow. And I thought, that's why it makes you look good. That's why the rich glow. Yeah. I think good hyaluronic acid also always, always use it on damp skin oh. because it, it's um, it's a humectant and it sucks moisture from wherever it can get it. So if you've got dry skin, it's going to suck moisture from your skin and it's going to do the opposite of what you um, want. You've got to use it on slightly damp skin. I'd, I'd advise that for all serums, really. I have very dry skin. If you spritz a little bit of water straight after you wash your face, a little bit damp, and then use your... And do you use it in the morning or the evening? You can use it both. Okay. And I think okay. we also so, talked about this last time. You were like, I don't know what to use with what. You can use hyaluronic acid with anything, like with your vitamin C in the morning and your retinol at night. Don't use retinol and vitamin C together because it stabilizes the vitamin C. And don't use retinol in the morning. Just use it at night. And always have something between your skin and your retinol. Do you know what? We should actually make this into a reel and post it so that people can listen to it <laughs> and learn. Because I find that really interesting. Like, I wouldn't know any of that. Yeah, you can, and you can't use like an AHA or a BHA, like a glycolic acid with retinol, because that's too intense of chemical exfoliants. Well, maybe for this week, I was going to say that I want podcast microphones for us oh this week. Oh my God, yes. So that we can really up this shoddy please, operation please. we're running. But... Maybe I might ask. I'm not sure who I'm You're asking. Like Santa Claus, <laughs> myself, the universe, Santa, for some skincare. Yeah, I really want that snail serum you talk you keep talking oh my about. God. That's what I actually want. We, while we're on the topic of snails. snails and gifts, we've actually had a question from someone wanting us to discuss how much you're supposed to spend on wedding gifts, Ooh. which I find quite a hard topic because. This per- the person is based in New Zealand, so, but I always think obviously in pounds because we earn in pounds and spend in pounds. So I actually don't really know how to answer it. But my instant thought was a hundred dollars. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, from a single maybe, and then she also wanted to know: is it different for couples and singles? Like, would you then double it to go a two hundred dollars from a couple, or would you go like? 150 from a couple. I think 200. 100 for a single, 150 for from a couple. I would think 100 but for a single. But do you think it's 200? 200 from a couple. I think so. It's such a hard one, isn't it? I know. Because 50 quid feels low for a wedding gift, but very low. Mm. But then a couple spending 100 wouldn't be low. So 200 NZ. Yeah, 200 New Zealand. Being a single going to a wedding is expensive. I'm finding that with my yeah. weddings this year. Like, accommodation on your own which is depressing but also expensive because you're paying for what could be a double room Mm. as a single Mm. exactly and I've like got all the girls and stuff in the hotel as well but everyone's saying people have been like oh stay with us I'm like like one of my friends is going to be a newlywed she's like just stay in our room I'm like absolutely not love is in the air at a wedding like I'll just be next to her (laughs) ask her an adjoining door Yeah. yeah it's like car rental and gifts and stuff and you're just like oh my god it's not a reason enough to get a boyfriend, but your girl's been tempted. <laughs> no. Yeah, that is really tough because you're doing the gift alone, yeah. the flight yeah. alone, the accommodation alone. Yeah, it's just expensive. You kind of need another single girl yeah. to do it all with. Yeah. 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 Would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? 100 NZD or 150 NZD? Yeah, I was thinking 100 to 150. Sorry, 150 from a couple, but I think you could go up to 200 quite easily. Yeah. But then I think it really does differ if you're spending the pound versus spending the dollar because it sounds less, it feels less when you're spending the pound. Mm. I completely agree. Mm. So there you go. Hopefully that helps. 
So we do have one more um, letter from the fans. <laughs> fan, fan, singular. <laughs> Hi, girls, loving the pod so much. I want to know what you and your listeners think on how many takeaways per month is acceptable. Thanks. <laughs> Quite a good question, considering the name of the pod. I absolutely love it. Quite a good question, given the the two hosts. Han, you can have takeaways every day if you can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Emma Cohen, nutritionist MD. I actually have (laughs) no idea what I would deem as acceptable. (laughs) Because obviously I'd think, like, if you were buying McDonald's every day or even once a week, I'd say that's quite high. Oh, but would you, you would, you'd probably disagree with well, that. Well, I lived you? across the road from McDonald's and there's one under my work. So I used to hone that, like, when I tell you on the regular, <laughs> it is, well, it depends. It's either, I can't remember if I've said this on here before. There was that night that I was, I was on a date, like it was fine, but I was like, I'm going to go home now. And I stopped at McDonald's and got a McChicken burger combo. And then I ate it on the tube and then I stopped before my house at another McDonald's. I got a cheeseburger and nuggets (laughs) and ate it in in the restaurant. Like, classy bitch. In the restaurant. In the restaurant. Alone. (laughs) So funny. So those would be the two orders, either McChicken combo or cheeseburger and nuggets. What about you? If I was going to McDonald's, I would get probably a cheeseburger and nuggets. Those would be my two favourite items on the menu. I do love a cheeseburger from there. I don't get them that often, but I do love them. There's something childhoodish about both of those things because they remind you like... And they're just so easy and small and tasty. The nuggets are just so yum and crispy. So good. Yeah, very cheap. But like what's takeaways? Like, Would you deem sushi as takeaways? Like, I would deem sushi as takeaways if I was having that. In that case, it's more a financial thing because sushi's good for you. Right? Is it? I don't think it's it's not bad for you, but I don't think it has a huge amount of nutritional value because you're like you've got like tiny pieces of protein and like tiny pieces of vegetables. (laughs) Oh no! I guess it's like Thai and curry and stuff as well. I don't know. Twice a week, we are not qualified to be giving this advice, but (laughs) twice twice a week. I honestly don't know. Do you know what I saw the other day, which absolutely put the shits up me? Was someone who she is a food person. I, I don't even know what the word is. Foodologist, and she said. She's been um, lobbying to rebrand fast food as uh, taking the word food out and just having it as like an an edible substance because it's not real food. It's got no nutritional value, but you can eat it without being poisoned. But our McDonald's is made, it would be made in the lab, but like in the UK, it would be much better quality than say America. No, it's not. American, they've got all those additives that they know give you cancer, like asthma, you know. We won't get into the sweetener of it all. I had an argue with, with my housemates about sweetener, but... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely additives and it's got bad stuff in it, 1,000%. But if you're going by the rule of everything in moderation, which actually, to be fair, I guess a lot of people don't. So I understand that you have to have the advice out there and quite extreme advice because people will go the other extreme. But, like, it's, it's still food. Like, <laughs> I can't stand when people just get so extreme yeah, on things, you know? yeah. Yeah, they get you. I mean, I, I it's that's kind of one of the things that's good that puts me off. I'm like, I want this, I want Macca's, and I'm like, it's just an edible substance. Don't <laughs> buy it. I just feel like the world is losing the plot sometimes. Also, while we're on the topic of our fan, if you if you like the pod, Bam. please just the one, just the one, share it with your friends, send it round. Maybe even if you fancy it, thank you. Give it a five star, and if I see anything. 
less than that. I'll assume you are his scorned lover <laughs> out to see my demise. <laughs> we will accept nothing less than a five-star. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you think of anyone else who might get a kick out of it, do send it on. Yeah, please do. We would really, really, really appreciate it. Like yeah. so much. So much. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we are almost out of time. So we've got one more segment to go. My personal favourite, actually, no, the what did you have for dinner last night is my personal favourite. But my second favourite is any insightful advice you'd like to leave our listeners with. Okay, so mine is find a mentor. That's really... I wish I'd put down some more notes so it sounded a bit nicer and more like a saying rather than that's just me really, yelling something at you. That's a really good one. I've heard that. You hear that from everyone, don't you? Like, that's how to get ahead. Yeah. I actually don't have anyone, so don't feel ashamed if you don't because it's coming from someone who has never tried to get one um, and doesn't have one. But... Yeah, I feel like it's advice you hear over and over and over again. And everyone that I've spoken to that has got themselves a mentor has seen huge success and massive growth within them personally and in their career. So I feel like it is a great piece of advice that I'm personally going to try and achieve. Nice. Next year. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe soon in the not too distant future. (laughs) That's a really good one. I actually don't have one, but... I'll tell a very quick story about a lady I met at the airport last week. Please do. I told you about her. Her name's her name's Anne Marie, and she was um she was the singer. No, I wish I sat at the Weatherspoons by myself because I was going to I was going to meet my sister, and she sat down and she got like priority seating. They're like, can she sit here? She needs a seat. She's disabled because she was on crutches. And we started chatting, and she goes, "Are you single?" I was like, straight out the gate, Anne Marie. Like, okay, yes, I am. She goes, look, only marry a man for one of three things. I was like, oh, God, here we go. And she goes, <laughs> money, power, or a position, MPP. <laughs> Remember that? It's like 10 a.m. Okay, thank you so much. That is classic <laughs> from her. Absolutely so classic. Funny. She was off to babysit her kids so her daughter could go to Ibiza with her husband. Her grandkids, sorry, which is oh. quite iconic. So I don't know if that's, that's not actually a takeaway, but, uh, you know, if that's, ladies, if that's what you think you need, go for it. I found it I so love that. Funny. I absolutely love that. So funny. She was like, you'll be disappointed regardless. You may as well be disappointed or rich. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she had some rocks on her finger too. <laughs> she, she, she clearly, she hath partaken of her own advice. <laughs> yeah, lived by her own advice. Good on her. And like MVP. MPP, Anne-Marie. So that's kind of a takeaway, not really. I love that. It is a takeaway. I absolutely love it. It is so funny. (laughs) Don't marry for love. Do not marry for love. Not like Alex's grandma. You'll end up grumpy. (laughs) Exactly. Wasn't my grandma. It was my great-grandma. Did I say it was my grandma? No, you didn't. I just, I misquoted you. It was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. As we have mentioned multiple times throughout this episode, (laughs) please send us (laughs) in. Any questions, um, any topics you want us to cover, any letters of love you'd like to send <laughs> us that go straight to our heads. That Peggy can sort for me. <laughs> Only letters of love. <laughs> exactly. Put Peggy to work. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Please share it with anyone. Please rate it um, if you can. Obviously, no pressure, but we would appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.